0: Welcome to episode number 19 of Sean's Sports Show. Today we are coming at you live from the usual Los Angeles, California. And the first thing that we're going to be talking about is the NBA. So, Ohio State forward Keita Bates Diop is going to enter the 2018 NBA draft and he will forego his senior season at Ohio State. And this is according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. He made big strides during his junior season in 2017-18, averaging 19.8 points, 8.7 rebounds, and 1.6 blocks per game, and he was named the Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, According to Wojnarowski, Bates-Diop is expected to officially announce his his entry uh, sometime soon. He appeared in only nine games in the 2016-17 season due to a stress fracture in his left leg before rebounding to have the best collegiate campaign in 2017-18, to have his best collegiate campaign. Uh, he was issued a medical waiver that would have allowed him to return for a fifth season at OSU in 2018-19. Um, there was little left for B- Bates D'Aub to, to prove, um, since he helped the Buckeyes to a 25-9 record, including a 15-3 record in the Big Ten. He helped them reach the second round of the NCAA tournament, and he scored 28 points in, in a loss to Gonzaga. He also scored 32 points in an 80-64 win uh, over the number 1 Michigan State Spartans in January. Um, Jonathan Wasserman of Leisure Report uh, rates him as a number 16 prospect in the 2018 NBA Draft. So uh, it's a good move for him. Now we're going to be switching uh, gears here to uh, MLB Baseball. So former MLB All-Star Albert Bell was reportedly arrested Sunday on two counts of indecent exposure, one count of DUI, and one count of extreme DUI. According to Matt Rodewald of Fox 10, the arrest occurred in Scottsdale, Arizona during a spring training game. He played 12 MLB seasons, uh, playing for the Cleveland Indians, Chicago White Sox, and Baltimore Orioles. He last played in the year 2000. He was a five-time All-Star and five-time Silver Slugger award winner. He also finished third or better in the American League MVP voting, Uh, in 1994, 95, and 96. He hit 50 home runs for the Indians in 1995, and he signed a five-year deal with the White Sox in free agency prior to the 97 season. Um, A contract clause allowed him to become a free agent again after two years, and although he was productive in two years with the Orioles, he was forced to retire because of a degenerative hip condition. So his total stats are in 1,539 games. He hit 295 with 381 home runs and 1,239 runs batted in. He spent uh, ten weeks at, at the Cleveland Clinic in 1990 to undergo alcohol rehabilitation. So, uh, so this is a very unfortunate. I I hope he's gonna come out, uh, you know, better after this whole situation. <laughs> um. So now switching gears here to tennis. This is this is a pretty big, a pretty cool story here. So HBO released a trailer on Monday for the upcoming documentary series, Being Serena, which focuses on the journey of Serena Williams through her pregnancy with daughter Alexis Olympia O'Hanian Jr. and her return to tennis. Uh, So she said, I don't know if there's anything left for me in tennis, but I'm not done yet. She's a 23 Grand, Grand Slam singles champion. She stepped away from the sport after her triumph in the 2017 Australian Open. Uh, and she revealed that she was pregnant when she won uh, last year's first major. She recently returned to the WTA tour. She lost to her sister, Venus Williams, in her third match at Indian Wells and got knocked out by Naomi Osaka in the first round of the Miami Open. So uh, that's cool. So I- I'm definitely going to check out that documentary. And uh, I suggest uh, whoever's listening that you check it out as well. It should be cool. <laughs> now switching gears here to NFL football. New York Giants wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is reportedly prepared to hold out if he and the Giants are unable to agree to a contract extension. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reported on Monday it is his, quote, understanding that um, Odell, quote, will not uh, set foot on the field until an extension is in place. Uh, later on Monday, Giants owner Steve Tisk told Raph Vilciano of SNY that talks of Beckham holding out are, quote, hypothetical and that the two sides have have been dis, uh, discussing a contract. As I as I said earlier, he said to enter the final year of his deal, and he will make around eight and a half million dollars in twenty eighteen, as part of a fifth year option of his fifth year option. Last summer, in an interview with Uninterrupted, Beckham said he wanted to be the highest paid player in the NFL. That, however, was before a fractured ankle that limited him to only four games in twenty seventeen. But before that, he put up elite numbers in his first three years. He registered at least 90 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns, along with being named to the Pro Bowl each time. Uh, But he has not come uh, without distractions, however, as he received various fines for on-field antics, and he uh, he caught flack for being part of a Giants wide receiver boat trip in Miami prior to a January 2017 playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers. Also, a video recently circulated showing Beckham with a brown cigarette while a woman lying next to him handled a white substance with a credit card. On Sunday, Giants owner John Mara said uh, that no player is "quote untouchable" when asked about the possibility of trading Beckham. I I talked about that yesterday. <laughs> uh, you know, but he at, you know he's only twenty five. I think he's an elite wide receiver in the NFL when he's healthy, obviously. Um, but he is coming off a significant injury, and he's missed time in three of his four seasons. Um, you know, he obviously the Giants went three and thirteen with uh, with him injured. Uh, Now switching gears to MLB MLB baseball, this right here is crazy. So the Chicago White Sox rehired Nivest Coleman as a groundskeeper on Monday, uh, 24 years after he was wrongfully convicted of rape and murder. According to Gregory Pratt of the Chicago Tribune, he spent 23 years behind bars until DNA evidence exonerated him in November. He last worked for the team in 1994 and he often spoke about getting his job back one day while in prison. Uh, the White Sox released the following statement regarding their decision. Uh, they said, quote, We're grateful that after more than two decades, justice has been carried out for Nevest. It has been a long time, but we're thrilled that we have the opportunity to welcome him back to the White Sox family. We're looking forward to having Nevest back at, on opening day at home in our ballpark. Um, they opened their 2018 season with the road game against the Kansas City Royals. Um, and their first, their first game at home is on April 5th against the Detroit Tigers. So." Uh, this is um, this is pretty crazy, and uh, I, I think he's going to be entitled for lost wages, uh, you know, as a result of his uh, you know imprisonment that shouldn't have happened. So, Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Michael Bennett was taken into custody on Monday in Harris County, Texas, on an assault charge, according to Maya Shea of ABC uh, 13 in Houston. He's expected to post the $10,000 bond. Uh, Tim McManus of ESPN.com uh, says that Bennett was, in, Bennett was indicted on Friday on a felony charge of injury to the elderly in relation to an incident that occurred after Super Bowl 51. And I talked about this a little bit um, a couple days ago. Uh, yeah, and I so he, he was a, he was attempting to get to his brother, tight end Martellus Bennett, who had just won the Super Bowl as a member of the Patriots. Uh, so, the charge against Bennett carries a punishment of up to 10 years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so now I'm switching gears to NFL football here. So, former NFL quarterback Johnny Manziel, who I talked about earlier as well will reportedly throw to Christian Kirk and the rest of the Texas A&M receivers at the Aggies' pro day on Tuesday. This is according to Bruce Feldman of Sports Illustrated. It won't be Manziel's uh, first pro day as he attempts to make his NFL comeback. He also threw at the University of San Diego's pro day last Thursday. Um, so, that's pretty cool. I, I really hope that Johnny's going to make the leak, honestly. Now, these, this right here is tragic news. I talked about this yesterday. So, so Grand Rapids forward Zeke Upshaw died Monday morning after he had collapsed during during the uh, team's G League game on uh, Saturday against the Long Island Nets at Delta Plex Arena in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He was only 26 years old. His team provided a statement. Um, they said, after continued efforts from the medical team at Spectrum Health, uh, Zeke made his transition at 11.16 a.m. To family, friends, teammates, coaches, fans and confidants, thank you for your prayers and support during this most difficult time Wood TV8 and Grand Rapids reported Upshaw went into cardiac arrest on Sunday because a, a cause of death was not immediately released um, so Tony Caldwell, who, who coached him during his time with the you know uh, who was his high school coach uh, said beyond the bas- the best basketball player that I ever had he became the face of our basketball program and embraced it hard worker and, and extremely talented and he always understood the work. That had to that had to go in into being a talented basketball player. You don't change the culture of a program in a locker room unless you have leaders, and we w- and he was definitely our leader. He was well respected, and not just on the team, but in the city for how he played and carried himself. Uh, so this is just very upsetting. Um, I was hoping that he would make it through it, as I said yesterday, but uh, you know, life has unexpected turns and situations that you can't can't predict. So anyway, switching to women's college basketball, Um, the um, UConn is headed to the Final Four, obviously. So the schedule is on March 30th, number one Mississippi State is playing number one Louisville. Number one Connecticut is playing number one Notre Dame, so it's pretty cool how all four numbers, one seed made the Final Four. Still think that UConn is going to win, and it's not even going to be uh, any. There's not going to be much of debate about that. Now switching gears um, to NBA basketball here. So Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr said on Monday that the that the Warriors uh, quote can beat anybody in the league without Stephen Curry, who's currently sidelined with a knee injury. Uh, M- M- Melissa Rowland of the Bay Area News Group provided his statement of confidence in the depth of the star-studded roster. Uh uh-huh. uh So, um, these comments come only one only one day after he told reporters that, that uh, the Warriors don't expect Curry to play in the first round of the playoffs while recovering from an MCL sprain. Um, being without Curry is bad enough, but all the other members of the of the Dubs Big Four are also injured. Those are Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. So, Clayton Thompson, who has a thumb injury, hasn't played since March 11th. Um, Kevin Durant, who has a rib injury, last played March 14th. And Draymond Green uh, is sick right now, so it's unfortunate for the Warriors. All three, however, are expected to be back before the start of the playoffs. But, obviously, Curry isn't. I still think, I agree with Steve Kerr. I think that, I definitely think that the Warriors can beat Maybe not Houston without Curry, but anybody that that Golden State will play first round would be beatable without Curry, in my opinion. Just my own personal opinion. So now switching gears here. Or, or maybe not switching gears. Still, technically NBA basketball. So despite missing the majority of his freshman year with an injury, Missouri Tigers star player Michael Porter Jr., is the latest uh, star player to go one and done he announced the news via his instagram page there's a video um shams Charania of yahoo sports reported that he's going to sign with an agent he's the number two overall recruit in the class of 2017 according to 247 sports but he was injured only two seasons into his missouri debut and needed back surgery the injury caused him to miss the remainder of the regular season coming back for the sec tournament He posted 12 points on 5 of 17 shooting and 8 rebounds in his return against Georgia. Overall, he appeared in only three games for Missouri, including its NCAA tournament loss to Florida State in the first round. He averaged 10 points on 33.3% shooting and added 6.7 rebounds per game. Uh, He was widely... Entering his collegiate career, he was widely expected to be the number one overall pick, Um, but his back injury could affect his stock. Um, But personally, I think... He should have uh, stayed an extra year and proved the stock. But that's just my own opinion. Um, so now, uh, talking about Odell Beckham Jr. once more, uh, the New York Giants are, quote, officially open to fielding offers uh, for superstar wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. This is according to Pat Leonard of the New York, of the New York Daily News, and they're seeking at least a first-round pick in, in any deal. According to Leonard, quote, the price... In a perspective, Beckham trade is starting at a first round pick uh, plus. The plus is the nego- negotiable part, but the meaning is that it likely won't require two first round picks to get it done. Um, the Giants' reported willingness to deal with Beckham follows a report from Ian Rappaport of NFL.com on Monday that Beckham could hold out, and I just talked about that on this episode. Uh, you know, Pat Leonard also noted that uh, while trading Beckham isn't uh mar or the giant's preferred course of action given his talent there absolutely is a significant possibility that Beckham could be on a different team this coming season because of the then because of the dynamics at play um so you yeah. know uh regardless i think it would be a shocker if they trade Odell but if they feel uh Beckham would sit out for an entire year if he didn't get an extension or if they gro- or if they've grown pretty wary of the drama, that accompanies his incredible talent, the Giants could end up trading him. According to Leonard, NFL uh, general managers will intensify their feeling out of the Giants on a price, which could very well come at a discount, uh, just as the Jason Pierre-Paul trade with Tampa did with a, a player New York wanted off its roster. Uh, the Giants, in turn, will likely demand a King's ransom. If nothing else, I think the offers, uh, the offers they receive in return will help them gauge whether there's more value to be had uh, in moving Beckham or in coming terms with him on a long t- long term extension, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, now another story in the NFL is uh, this is big. This is I love it. I love hearing this. So the Los Angeles Rams made a marquee addition to their de- event, defensive defensive uh, front on Monday when they signed defensive tackle uh, Damukingsu. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that the agreement is for one one year and $14 million, which is less than he could have gotten elsewhere. Uh, he note, Ian Rappaport noted the Jets were at least one team to offer more. Uh, this comes after Adam Schefter reported the Miami Dolphins released Sue following three seasons with the team. Jeff Darlington of ESPN said uh, the Dolphins were looking for a, quote, culture change as they got rid of Sue. And in October, Jason LaConfora of CBS uh, Sports pointed to questions about quote, Su's leadership and on-field behavior, and the fact he, he uh, quote, has, has been seen as aloof by many teammates. There was also a big financial aspect to Miami's decision. La Confora noted prior to the release that Su's compensation is comparable to higher-end starting QBs. He's, he is said to count a staggering $26 million against the cap in 2018. Um, Los Angeles added him to a bit of a friendlier contract, which is not much of a surprise, considering that he's 31 years old. Uh, or that he will be 31 years old through the 2018 season. Uh, so I love this move for LA personally. Uh, we have now a very a top elite level NFL offense and, and a great, much better defense now as well. So now switching gears to NBA basketball. So the Philadelphia 76ers announced on Monday that uh, 2017 number one overall pick Markel Fultz was cleared to return from a 68 game absence because of a shoulder injury and he would be available, available to play against the Denver Nuggets. Chris Haynes of ESPN.com reported before the game that Fultz wouldn't be on a minutes, minutes restriction, but noted that, quote, his fitness level and situation of game will dictate how much he plays. After receiving, uh, he received a standing ovation upon entering the game, and he played 14 minutes in the 76ers' 123-104 to win at Wells Fargo Center. He scored 10 points on 5 of 13 shooting from the floor, while uh, dishing out 8 assists and getting 4 rebounds. Um... Uh, in October, the team ruled out Fultz indefinitely because of soreness and a scapular muscle imbalance in his right shoulder. Uh, he didn't have any kind of structural damage, but on the Sixers, but they opted to bring him along slowly after his first four uh, appearances. During those games, he d- he displayed adjusted shooting mechanics that looked far different from the ones he flashed as a freshman, basically phenom at the University of Washington. Before hit, hit before uh, you know being shut down, basically he averaged six points, two point three rebounds and 1.8 assists while shooting 33.3% from the field and 6 of 12 from the free throw line. Um, uh, Back in November, an Eastern Conference general manager told Bleacher Reports' Ken Berger that the situation with Fultz's shoulder issue was, quote, not normal and perplexing. Uh, Now that he's returned, he should be motivated to erase memories of the early season uh, shooting struggles that have come to define his brief time in the league. If he can do that, he could play a big role during the Sixers' first postseason appearance since 2012. And he obviously, uh, I think he put up pretty great numbers today. Almost almost like, um, well, not almost a triple-double, but solid numbers in only 14 minutes of action. So that's cool. All right, so now we're going to be covering the LA sports, starting with who we usually start with, the LA Lakers. They played the Detroit Pistons today. They lost by a score of 106-112. to 112 the Lakers fall to 32 and 41, 9 games under 500, and the Pistons improved to 34 and 40, 6 games under 500. The Lakers next game is Wednesday, March 28th against the Dallas Mavericks at 7:30 p.m. in Los Angeles. The game is going to be broadcasted live on Spectrum SportsNet as per usual. Uh, now the other sports, the other professional basketball team in Los Angeles, the Clippers didn't play today. Their next game is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. against the Milwaukee Bucks in Los Angeles. The game is going to be broadcasted locally on Prime Ticket and nationally on TNT. Uh, now, hockey here at the LA Kings, they got a much-needed uh, win today. They beat the Calgary Flames 3-0 at home. They improved to 42-28-7, and, and the Flames fall to 35-32-10. So the Kings' next game is Thursday, March 29th in Los Angeles, Against the Arizona Coyotes at 7:30 p.m., the game is going to be uh, broadcasted on um, Prime Ticket. Actually, interesting. So now I'm going to be taking a look at the, or first I'm going to cover the Anaheim Ducks, as I, am accustomed to doing so. Their next game, their next game is tomorrow in Vancouver, Canada, against the Vancouver Canucks at 7 p.m. So now I'm going to take a look at the NHL standings specifically the Pacific Division um, in the Western Conference. So the Kings are still in fourth place. However, uh, the Kings and the Ducks both have 91 points, but the reason why the Ducks are third uh, ahead of the Kings is because the Ducks have played 76 games and the Kings have played 77. Uh, So now taking a look at the standings, uh, at the top, the Vegas Golden Knights are 48-21-7 with 103 points. They clinched the playoff spot today they're 6-2 and 2 in their last 10 and they have a, they have a streak of one win. The San Jose Sharks are 44-23 and 9, they're only 6 points behind Vegas for first place. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10 and they've won eight straight games. Then uh, 6 points behind Vegas. I mean, excuse me, 6 points behind uh, San Jose or the Anaheim Ducks 39-24 and 13. They're 6-3 and 1 in their last 10 and they've won a game in their like in their in their streak. And the Kings are 42, 28, and 7. Also 91 points. And they're 5, 3, and 2 in their last 10, and they have a streak of one win. Um, now, the uh, MLB, the Dodgers. The Dodgers lost today by a score of 1 to 4 against the uh, LA Angels. The Dodgers fall to 16 and 15, and the Angels improved to 13 and 19. The next game for both teams is tomorrow at seven ten p.m. against each other once more. And um, yeah. And uh, for those of you that forgot, the LA Galaxies and LAFC's next game is against each other on March 31st. On, on, it's a Saturday at 12 p.m. It's going to be a great game. You don't want to miss that one, in my opinion. Um, and um, next is the uh, coverage of the Miami Open, the last thing we're going to be talking about today. Um, so first is... Um, Women singles so Yelena Stepenko beat Petra Kvitova 6 7 six, six, three in a very close match it was a great match then uh, Collins beat Monica Puig 3 6 6, four, six two. Venus Williams beat Joanna Conta five seven six one six two. Venus just keeps on rolling uh, I like to see the I like to see Venus winning uh Victoria Azarenka beat Agnieszka Redwanska six two six two. I like that Azarenka is making the most out of her wildcard opportunity, uh, and that she's beating top players. Uh, Alina Svitolina beat Barty 7-5, 6-4. Just solid from both players, but Svitolina just came up big when it mattered. Sloane Stephens upset Gabriel Muguruza 6-3, 6-4. It's nice to see that a lot of Americans are doing good on both the men's and women's side, and um, it's cool to see Sloane Stephens winning. Carolina Pliskova was up 6-2-2-1 against Diaz from Kazakhstan and then Diaz retired. Um, I didn't see that match. I don't have much to say. Angelique Kerber won 6-3 in the third set against YF uh, Wang. That was a close match. I didn't see that one either. So now on the men's side today, uh, Borna Chorich beat Jack Sock in a 3-set in a thriller 5-7-7-6-6-3. Seven, seven, six, six, it was a very close match. Personally, I was cheering for Jack Sock because he's American. But I like Borna Chorich a lot. Nick Kyrgios uh, t- took care of Fabio Fognini, 6'3", 6'3. Uh, not much of a contest there. Uh, Fernando Verdasco beat uh, Kokinakis, the guy that beat Federer, 3-6, 6-4, 7 7'6", in a very close match. Kokinakis got a taste of his own medicine with the, uh, losing in a tiebreaker in the third set. Alexander Zverev beat the Ferrer, two six six two six four. He, he, he honestly, I thought he would lose in straight sets, but he picked it up in the second set and he closed it out in the, in the, in the third, respect to Sasha. Uh, Kevin Anderson uh, beat uh, Kachanov, 4 6, 6 2, 6 3. That was, that was a pretty good match. Uh, I thought Anderson would win that one in straights as well. Dennis Shapovalov beat Sam Query, 6 4, 3, 6, 7, 5. That was a very tight match. I, I was personally, I love Shapovalov, but. I was cheering for Query because he's American. And Public Ranamusta beat uh, Steven Johnson 6464. It close seems like a close match, but I didn't see that one. And currently, as of ten forty-four p.m. on Monday night, which is one forty-four AM in Miami, uh, Francis Tiafo is up six seven, six two, three, two against Tom Thomas Burdick. I'm pulling for Tiafo. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch that match as soon as I finish recording this this episode. And Tiafo just just broke Thomas Burdick. Um, so what that what what a break means in tennis is when um, the player that's serving loses the game. So that's considered a break for the other player. So that's big. So so what the, so the situation was um Tiafo was up or excuse me, Burdick was up three two, but Tiafo broke him, so it's three three now, but Tiafo's serving at three three. So he has a bit of an advantage now. And uh, yeah, so uh, some good matches um, that are some good matches are happening tomorrow, but I'm not gonna uh, get into that. I'm gonna cover them. I'm gonna cover the results tomorrow, and uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. For those of you that have listened, uh, all the other episodes are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn. Um, This one's gonna be posted on SoundCloud immediately. right when I finish recording and uh, uh, DM me with any feedback or if you're interested in appearing on the show and uh, that's it. Thank you for listening. We out.